Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legend Series with Greg Alexander. What a career, one of highs, lows, emotion, celebration and heartache. The story continues. We're out of order chronologically, but now's the time to talk about 1991 and State of Origin. You played Game 1 and Game 3 of the series at fullback, but you missed Game 2, and that game was, well, was probably the most famous game in Origin history. MG versus the King, MG versus the Maroons, and actually... The entire state. Take us back to that night, mate. Mm. I, I actually, I, I, I watched it at home, Andy. I remember um, being at home watching it and and just watching it unfold. But you're right. Yeah, I was I was there and I played one and three, missed two with a with an ankle injury. Um, so I, I my my knowledge of it was what I saw on the telly. I, I didn't see MG. You know, in the sheds, you know, at halftime or after the game, um, you know, I had to wait to chat to him the next day when he came home. But yeah, that was uh, it was a win anyway. It was a win for New South Wales, but and it was quite a game. You're right, but that was you know, MJ and Wally still, you know, do the the speaking circuit talking yeah. about that that moment. It's pretty famous. If you weren't there and you saw him the next day, was he still on the rev limiter? Um, yes, but he, but he quietened down a bit because uh, he, he, I think he realised that he wasn't going to get the support from the New South Wales League like they said they would support him if he went out and, um, you know, dished out a, a few to the Queenslanders. So, I, you know, I think he was a, a little disappointed. He was a little let down by uh, what was said to him previous, prior to the game and then how they reacted after it. 91, a special year. Is it the one you look back on most fondly or most proudly? Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's our premiership year, so you you do everything. To win a premiership, you need a lot of things to go right. Um, you, you need a, an ounce of luck as well. So, um, yeah, that year was just the continuation, really, of what happened in 90. You know, we had a great year in 90. Fell at the, uh, at the grand final, just couldn't get over that great the Canberra side, which was, you know, when you look back at the players that they had in that side, it was quite a side, so... Uh, and 91 was just, you know, the, the, the continuation of that, really, and that build-up that we had, as I said, that started in 84, it escalated in 88, where we made the finals, 88, 89, 90, grand final, and then 
Um, yeah, went on and finally got it done in 91. That's 30 years ago this year. Amazing how time flies as we age. Do you ever catch yourself driving along or lying in bed at night and, and thinking back to 91 and it just puts a little smile on your face and the emotions that you went through? Um, yeah, and only at that time of year when, you know, when grand finals were played. But we did, we, did, um, we celebrated 30 years uh, this year when the, our boys, when our current side played Canberra at Penrith. So when the two sides met, um, we thought we'd celebrate our 30-year anniversary and we had every player there bar uh, GB, Greg Barwick, was the only one that couldn't make it and that's because he was in England. Um, so uh, that was great. We uh, we caught up with not only the players that played in that game but all those that played with us through the season, uh, not just the grand final team but everyone that was involved in the season. So that was a, that was a, that was a terrific night out at Penrith this year. Phil Gould was the coach, uh, a long-time friend of yours, a very complex guy, but everyone that knows Gus has a story about him. Is there a Gus story that stands out? Oh, yeah, there's, there's a few. I, I, you know, Gus, Gus was always, I think, I think every, all of us like, respected Gus that much, but there was always there was, there was that bit of fear involved too because we knew that he was... He, he could he could blow up. Yeah. Um, I remember one that was aimed at me. We played the Tigers close to the ninth end of the regular season. We were, we got beaten. I was playing fullback and didn't have my best game. But um, and Gus let me know that at halftime um, uh, with both barrels and said that's that's it. He said. Uh, you won't be playing fullback anymore. Next week, you're playing halfback. And the rest of the season, we are riding on your shoulders. So he just just threw the gauntlet down, which was, you know, fair enough. You know, I, I didn't play well. And 90, I sort of mixed a bit of time between fullback and halfback. And maybe I got a bit, a little bit flippant uh, playing at fullback that night. And tried a few too many things that I shouldn't have. And anyway, um, that, was, that was one of the all-time great sprays personal sprays too um, not just not team it wasn't it was directed at me fully solely the whole the whole lot anyway I sort of thought oh okay but Gus could do that with me and he could he can do it with most of us but I, I respected Gus and I thought Gus Gus got to the club in 90 and said well you know he said I think you're the best player in the game and, and no one had ever said that to me and I thought oh Maybe I am, you know, and I think Gus got me to believe that. So Gus, Gus, you know, I think in Penrith out west, we, we sort of, you know, there might be a little bit of an inferiority complex, you know, maybe. And I, I think that ran through our team. And I think Gus realised that and got us to believe in ourselves. So that was that was the, the greatness of Gus. Um, he could get make you as good a player as he thought you could be. Um, but then, you know, Gus, <laughs> as you said, Gus is a complex character. And, uh, you know, there could be days. I remember, remember um, Gus lost his licence points, did, went through the points and had to serve the three-month suspension. And Ben became his chauffeur. So Ben used to drive Gus around and, Ben was the only one that could really handle Gus like a friend instead of like this scary 
coach that some coaches can be. And it's quite remarkable watching a 19-year-old sort of relate to Gus, who wasn't that old himself. You know, he was in his early 30s back then, but uh, Ben had the ability to break down that scariness and just treat Gus like a person, which was quite remarkable. You mentioned, Benny, from the highs of life and the celebrations professionally and personally, disaster arrived on your family's doorstep within the next few months when you you lost your younger brother, Ben. Something no, no one should go through, but going through such a high-profile case as a high-profile family, crippling, I would imagine. Yeah, very tough on the family because it was yeah so public and... Um you know, you couldn't escape it. Um, yeah, it, it was it was very difficult. I, I'm, I'm, I do something now with uh, New South Wales Transport, New South Wales Roads, where I go out and speak to um, schoolboys, school kids, you know, at, at driving age. So they're either learning or they've just got their P's. I've done it for the last few years, actually, and I go around and I, I, they shot a video of me telling my story about Ben and, uh, they they play it to the they play it to the kids and then I go out and you know, talk to the kids and field questions and but just talk about the experience and um, you know the the New South Wales Cup at the moment the competition is called the Knock On Effect Cup and I go out to talk about the knock on effect of losing you know a young person or a young man or a young girl uh, in a car accident and just how much it affects. Uh, the community, not and you know, not just the family, but other families and the community as a whole. So that's um, that's been good, you know, to do that for the last three or four years. Travel around, mainly country areas, Andy, um, because country areas seem to be, you know, they're statistically higher than, than the city areas. They lose more people on the roads than than city areas. Um, yeah, it's been good. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. I bet that campaign is emotional, satisfying, but also rewarding that you might be able to make a difference. Yeah, and that's that's the reason I'm doing it, Andy. Just, you know, if there's only, if I can tell my story and, and explain the effect that, you know, Ben's accident and Ben's death and what that had on not just our family, but the entire Penrith community, mm. you, know, you know, if you can sort of, if that can sink in with one of the kids that I chat to, well, that's you know that's fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, it is. It's it, I do. It is rewarding, and I do hope that uh, what I say 
yeah, can make a difference to someone's, yeah, one of those young lives that are either learning or driving for the first time. You mentioned community because the club and community actually took quite some time to recover. There were tears, arguments, fallouts, friendships broken. It, it, from the outside, it looked like it, it turned nasty. You would leave the club. Are you glad you were able to come back to Penrith to finish your career and complete your career professionally on the field as it should have been completed back at, at Penrith Park? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I didn't think I'd get that opportunity. So when I left, and I left for the reasons that I just had to get out of Penrith and uh, Tan and I moved across to New Zealand and um, we had a great time. Like we, we really enjoyed New Zealand. It was great. Two years, um, two years of, uh, you know, playing, you know, meeting play- young players, Stacey Jones, Gene Namu, uh, you know, and some of the older Kiwi boys, Richie Blackmore, Dean Bell, uh, the English boys that came across, Andy Platt and Dennis Betts. Uh, it was a it was a great thing to be involved in the Warriors' first couple of seasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. And uh, But it was it was great to come back to Penrith and, and to get that opportunity to come back and play another three years at Penrith uh, with Royce as the coach was was very good. It was, it was a great way to finish my career. Yeah, I... I in hindsight, I would have thought, nah, if I had a finished with the Warriors, it, you know, it would have been a little disappointing. That's what I was prepared to do. But to get the chance to come back and finish at Penrith was good. And you know, I've been at Penrith ever since. You know, apart from the, apart from those two years at the Warriors, um, yeah, I've uh, I've been at Penrith for forty years. Um, yeah, so so returning back in ninety at the end of ninety six, Ten and I got married um, then. Had a lot of the Kiwi boys. Well, a lot of the Warriors came across to Australia uh, to the wedding, which was which was fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, we we enjoyed it thoroughly. Injuries in the last couple of years, and I'm thinking the feet were the problem. And the body given up was retirement the right time? Was it early? Was it late? Yeah, I, I, the body probably the body was not great over the last few years. In the end, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't the body. It was just. It's just the. I think, you know, you know when it's time to retire. And I, I, I realised that oh, we were playing and I was actually speaking to the club about playing one more year and we we're playing the Dragons uh, in 99. So I retired in 99. The Dragons were a very good side in 90. Well, they, they made the grand final, should have won it. And uh, I remember playing about six weeks to go of the regular season, played at, um, at Cogra and they beat us pretty comfortably. And I remember, I can't remember what it was Wayne Bartram or Darren Tracy. can't remember who tackled me and called me an old bastard. And, and I thought, and when he said that, I thought, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you're, you're absolutely right. And that that light bulb moment um, saw me go into Mark Levy on the Monday after that game and said, that's it, I'm finished, I'm retiring. You mentioned the term old bastard. You also mentioned you've been at Penrith 40 years. I I don't want to make you feel old, but a professional involvement in the game for four decades, do you ever get footied out? Uh, No, I don't. And I don't don't get sick of talking about it. Um, So people that come and talk to me, just in general, um, I'm happy to chat footy. They can, you know, if I bump into someone on the street, uh, here in Collaroy or 
or at Narrabeen and they want to talk footy or anywhere, it doesn't matter where it is, um, whether I'm out somewhere, um, you know, as long as people are respectful. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk it at, at any stage, Andy. I, I, I don't get footied out. Um, Coaching, you've experienced the adrenaline it can provide with Origin, both positive and negative. Any ambition to take that further or not? No, no ambition. No, not not really. I've you know I'm uh, I might have thought it fleetingly at stages through you know what I've been doing, but I'm I've been happy with the involvement that I've had in at Penrith, um, where I've done you know a bit of coaching over the you know 22 years since I've been retired, but just specific stuff mainly with halfbacks and wingers and fullbacks. I'm I'm happy with that, Andy, and really haven't got a haven't got a desire to be a, a head coach at all now. Um, that's that's gone. I'm, I'm happy with doing bits and pieces. When you were playing, I, I wouldn't have picked you as the type to pursue a media career. What initially piqued your interest? Because you've gone on over a number of years to uh, to great success on the other side of the camera. I know, it's quite uh, remarkable, really, because I, I wasn't thinking media either. Um, I just happened to get a start in radio on TUE um, and that led to Fox and I've been at Fox now for 20 years. So, um, you know, and I love that too. And I'm talking footy all the time, which I enjoy doing. Uh, it's been a great career. I love doing what I do. Um, you know, it's I don't see it as work. I see it as, you know, time away from the family. That's, you know, that's, I don't see talk going to the footy or, Talking footy um, for me doesn't seem like work. I, I enjoy it that much. So very fortunate that I that I've been able to stay in the you know in the the game for so long. As you said, because I wasn't thinking it, um, just stumbled upon it, and yeah, here we are, twenty years later, still having a great time on Fox. The narrative for a lot of former players over the last couple of years is to make a name for themselves in commentary by ripping into current players. And there's some gold medalists at it. How do you go with that? Having been on the other side of it, are you comfortable with that? Um, Sometimes. And, and, you know, there's been a couple of occasions where I thought I might have overstepped the mark there. Um, But not many. I I, I, I tend to... um, you know, make sure I think about what I'm going to say. But, uh, yeah, it, it can be difficult because, you know, you're there to say something. Yeah. Um, not to be sensational um, all the time. Um, sometimes you've got to make a point and, you know, you might have to um, add things into the, the narratives that you think are strong enough to get that point across. But, um, yeah, it, it sometimes it can be difficult. And, especially when it's ongoing, you know, and I don't like the ongoing criticism of of players or clubs or, Mm. you know, I think it can can get a little tiresome and a little out of kilter. Crystal Ballas, Greg Alexander, in 10 years' time, where are you? you? What are you doing? Well, hopefully I'm still working at Fox, Andy. A little bit more makeup by then, I'd reckon, Brandy. I reckon, yeah. I reckon so, but um, you know that that's that that'd be great if I'm still involved in the media, uh, whether it be uh, you know Fox or or some other avenue of you know talking about footy. Mm. 
But, um, you know, Fox has been a great em- employer of me and, um, you know, I've loved working there. And if I was still doing that in 10 years, Andy, that, that would uh, that'd be fantastic. A wonderful career, a wonderful fella and family man and equally as wonderful mate over 30-odd years. Greg Alexander, you, sir, are a legend. Good man, Andy. Thank you, mate. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.